I can't say, wait, can I say down bitch? Patrick doesn't like it in the intro. Okay, well, okay, erase this. <laughs> I don't know, leave it. Let's see what he says. Who knows? What's happening? Am I on glue? All right, listen up. This is one of our scheduled weeks off for the spring or Easter. He is risen. I don't know. Hallelujah. But I said to Patricia, I said, Patricia, can we give the people something? Yeah, let's give them a little treat for the Easter Sunday. And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, please. And he was like, no, I hate you. (laughs) Oh, you're a liar. You're just a liar. You always were. I'm just kidding. No, what we're going to do is we're going to drop an episode from the Patreon. This one's a really good one, you guys. This is our most recent Fry Thy Neighbor. Hey fam, Patricia here breaking in to bring down the fun quotient. And to let you know, the show is actually called Fear Thy Neighbor. There's a very funny reason why we changed it to Fry. You gotta join the Patreon to find out. Just breaking in for some clarity. Now back to you, Yellen Marsh and not Patrick Taranto. So listen, if you're not in the drama club, Fry Thy Neighbor is basically a show where neighbors do real, real bad stuff. Yeah, the neighbors here are going to make you real nervous. Yeah, they're going to make you want to move to nowhere. (laughs) The middle of nowhere. Yes. So we wanted to put that little drop in your feed for you. Don't forget, on the Patreon, we have like a hundred back episodes. Yeah, and they're ad-free. And they're ad-free. We have Snapped, See No Evil, Who the Bleep Did I Marry, Evil Lives Here. That was a rough one. And then, Bride <laughs> Thy Neighbor. So instead of getting nothing this week, we're giving you something, and it's going to be a blast. That's right. And listen, if you like roller coasters, you're going to love this episode, because, honey, there's peaks and valleys, up and down, twists and turns. Whoa. Buckle up. Oh, my stars. Get a fast pass. You'll want to be there. So enjoy this ad-free episode. Happy spring or whatever. He is risen. He is risen. Okay. Okay. (laughs) End this. Here we go. Season seven, episode seven. Guys, this wasn't on purpose. I wrote. <laughs> oh, God. I wrote dry thy neighbor. <laughs> what does that even I'm mean? I'm not even kidding. It's now turned from a joke on top of a joke. Season seven, episode seven of dry thy neighbor. What's mine is mine. How can you say that and not say it with like a deep, like, what's mine is mine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Buckle up. Pull over. Don't leave the house. Have a glass of iced tea. Send the kids out of the room. Iced tea? You're going to need a vodka. We got it all, baby. Buying your dream home can be the best day of your life. I was so excited. I was so happy in the house. You want to talk about that job next week? Anytime you like, Jerry. Just talk. But sometimes dreams are shattered. Can't mow there. That's mine. What? He just started acting really erratic. Something just ain't right. You move this car and you move it now. The dispute got worse with time. Get off my land. My husband got tired of being harassed. You little shrimp. Shut up, Wilson! What you gonna do? There was no de-escalating. He's dangerous. It had got to the point where it was like a different look in his eye. Like he could kill somebody. Hey, Herbert! See you later. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Welcome to Danville, Virginia. Yeah. Described as the kind of place you want to come home to, to which I say... 
I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, I'm willing to bet within the next 42 minutes, the property value of Danville, Virginia <laughs> is going to, in fact, plummet, and it will not be the place I want to go home to. It's just a guess. So I immediately had to Google how far Danville was from Williamsburg to know the proximity to the Bush Gardens. Oh, okay. Because all the listeners know, you know I love a fucking theme park. Oh, I know you do, baby. And, and listen, I know my way around a theme park, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, I know my way around. Like, if there's anything I hate okay. more than murder, it's going to a theme park with a novice. Like, they're all looking at the map. I'm like, bitch, I am the map. You guys, I'm scared right now. She's got a crazy look in her eyes. She's like, you know I know my way around a theme park. Listen, honey, stay hydrated or else I'll see you at the car. Anyway. All to say, it's three hours away. Oh, that's really close. carry on. Well, okay, so Danville is described as a small southern town with about 38,000 people, and everyone pretty much knows each other, which is one of my worst nightmares, and I don't need everyone knowing me. (laughs) I don't want nobody knowing me, being in my business, and or greeting me while I'm trying to buy some lube and cheeses at the local Rite Aid. (laughs) (laughs) Danville's a great place to live. It's a small southern community. It has a Pepsi building and a lot of brick, you know, the cobblestone streets, a lot of coffee shops. I just felt totally safe. So we meet Robin Wilson and her lower third says that she's Jerry Wilson's wife. And you all know I love it when they identify a woman by her proximity to a man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way she <laughs> says there are a lot of coffee shops. Uh-huh. I was like, wait, where are we? Not she not from Danville. No, uh, But she does tell us that it was so sweet and everyone felt safe. And then she explains that she and Jerry lived in Danville for 15 years, but they met in New York. I was like, okay, that's the coffee. I mean, she had it. it. But also I laughed so hard because she was like, yeah, they have a Pepsi building and a lot of brick. (laughs) Full stop. Full stop. There's a lot of brick. A lot of brick what, honey? You must be a great date because you are easily impressed. (laughs) You're welcome to Danville. Notice the brick? <laughs> Lovely. And to your right, the Pepsi building. Let's <laughs> caffeine bars. I mean, really, truly. Good for her. But she says how sweet and charming her Jerry was, that he was a gentle giant. And she says with the sweetest smile, I couldn't resist. It was very sweet. Jerry was originally from Danville, and he always wanted to make his way back. With their two kids grown and gone, Jerry and Robin are getting ready to retire and looking forward to relaxing with their dogs, Snoop and Feisty. He was working at Goodyear, and I was at a call center. It was intense, but when I got home, it was like, you know, in my home and happy. Did I ever tell you that I worked customer service at an electric company in New Orleans? What? Yeah, honey. Quick story. I'm going to try to make this really fast. I was 19, and when people would call the electric company, I was literally the only guy in an entire room of customer service rep. And I would say, thank you for calling Entergy. This is Mr. Taranto. May I have your account number, please? And then people would be like, why are you turning my lights out? So I eventually got real sick of that real fast. So when you'd hear a prompt, it would go boop, and that's when you'd have to say your whatever. Right. And when I'd hear boop, I would hang up. Oh! Until three months later, my supervisor brings me into her office and she's like, I just want to let you know that we're going to let you go now. And I was like, what? Why? She goes, we know you're hanging up on people. <gasps> and I said, I would never do that. And it's I recorded. Was not- it was recorded. No, girl. She goes, yeah, okay. Your average call time is three seconds. No! Oh, my God! <laughs> and I said, I'll just go get my thanks. <laughs> there is a special place in heaven for people that work at the complaints department. If you work at a 
call center, can you just confirm that you put the phone down while people rant and then just say, <laughs> I completely understand your frustration. <laughs> oh, but also, um, Robin tells us they have two dogs named Snoop and Feisty. The fact that nobody I know has named their dog Snoop yeah. makes me want to reevaluate the friends that I have in this world. Weeks earlier, their retirement plans became even sweeter when Jerry pulled off the ultimate surprise. He was always looking at that house because we would walk our dogs past there. It was just something I've always wanted. It's a beautiful home. So the couple is out walking their dogs, and there's a home that they always stroll by, and they just love that house. They thought it was so beautiful. Well, one day, Jerry surprises Robin with the deed on Mother's Day and is like, welcome home, baby. Can you even? Listen, that is the sweetest thing. I have been so jilted on uh-huh. Mother's Day. First of all, my ex was a horrible gift giver, and, you know, kids don't buy you shit. I'm just <laughs> saying, if my boobies have been in your mouth, you owe me a fucking gift. <laughs> that is that is the law. We have a lot of moms that listen, so I'm just saying, the least those kids can do is give you some fucking peace and quiet for ruining all your lady parts. They've never been the same. <laughs> um, but she got a house? She got a house, and I would have been like, thank you for buying me this house. You can come and visit, but you can't live here, yeah. but you can visit once a year. I always say that. I, I always say that I if I ever got married again, I would be like, you can go to your house, and I'm staying at my house. I don't want to live with you. You know that that's a real thing that happens now is that there's a lot of couples who yeah. don't, who have their own bedrooms in the house. Absolutely. I support that. Yeah, I don't want your feet touching me. Are you serious? I hate boy feet. Boys are gross. I won't argue with you boys there. Boys are they they they're crusty, they smell, they're hairy, their toenails are long, their skin is mealy. What is wrong with boys? I mean, that's straight boys. I feel like gay boys are not quite I've as... never had sex with a gay boy. I beg to differ. Well, anyway, <laughs> sorry for so... another podcast. <laughs> Jerry and Robin. Jerry and Robin move into their dream home, and Jerry loved to grill. This woman is so adorable. She also was telling us how fun it was to decorate their home and yeah. buy furniture and make it their own. Hey, moms. Their new neighbors. How you doing, Miss Mary? Retired contractor Herbert Snipes and his wife, Mary. When do you taste this chicken? Quickly become big fans of Jerry's barbecue skills. My husband actually used to call her mom's. I called her Miss Mary. She was so nice and sweet and pleasant. Yeah, and that's when we meet their new neighbors, which is retired contractor Herbert Snipes and his wife, Mary. And apparently, not only does Jerry like to barbecue, but he also likes to share his barbecue, which I don't, don't eat my barbecue. That barbecue is for me, not for you. Which is funny because you're Italian. I know. The Southern and the Italian in you must conflict a lot. But with you, but I'm not going to go to my neighbor and be like, Hey, you want to come try these ribs? No, these are my ribs. <laughs> but he liked to share, and they became friends. And Jerry loves Mary. That's funny. And he calls <laughs> he calls her mom, and Robin calls her Miss Mary. And Robin says she loved Miss Mary. Miss Mary. That's what I was going to say. She did say it like that. I will attest. Mary. So cute. God, I miss 227. Oh, I loved that show. Don't get me started on 227. Herbert is a lifelong resident of Danville. He purchased his home back in the 1970s, years before meeting his spouse. Herbert and Mary Snipes didn't have any children, but Herbert had uh, quite a few siblings, so his nieces and nephews became kind of like children to him. 
Now, the Snipes did not have children, but they had nieces and nephews, which is very sweet. Families come in all shapes and sizes. This we know. Family is made. Don't yep. get me started. And we learned that Herbert's nickname was Pee-wee. That is rude. Yeah, that is rude. That's like, you know, that's a nickname you give someone that you do not like. Yeah. You may as well be like, oh, who, him? Yeah, that's my cousin, piece of shit. We only <laughs> see him at weddings and funerals. That is a horrible nickname. So Jerry had asked Herbert slash Pee Wee about some work that needed to be done on the house. And they say he was totally helpful and kind. I mean, which I'm sure is going to change, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Everything seems totally fine. I mean, here's the thing. The two houses were very close together. I mean, they were separated by a driveway. So they were going to get to know each other whether they wanted to or not. Right. So I guess you may as well, Sherry Barbecue. And, but they also have the driveway, which went to this sort of back property in the back. So the Wilsons had fixed up the yard. They gardened and they were just, you know, really enjoying their life. So one day, neighbor Herbert was randomly weird and angry. And he was like, you're mowing on my property. And poor Jerry's like, what? Yeah. And you know what? Herbert, this is a gift. Yeah. I would be like, oh, you want to mow my lawn? By all means, bitch, mow away. I don't give a fuck. You want to pull some weeds? <laughs> yeah, I got some cats need lunch and tires need rotating. I will keep you busy, 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 busy. I mean, fair point. But Jerry was like, Herbert, this this is this is my property. Yeah. What are you talking? He was he was just really caught off guard. I just told my husband to ignore him because I didn't think that it was serious. When you reach a certain age, you just look grumpy. Jerry and Robin try to shake off their neighbor's bizarre behavior, but soon realize it isn't over. And then Robin's like, listen, when you're a certain age, you just get to be grumpy. For me, it was last week. Turns out I'm just all of a sudden grumpy. That got me so <laughs> she's just good. Was, she's like, he's grumpy. She said, when you reach a certain age, you just look grumpy. Yeah. I was like, is that age 42? All to say, out of nowhere, Herbert has this like weird bee in his bonnet. He would like drive by their house and stare at him and everything seemed to just annoy him all of a sudden. I mean, Robin is really getting me because she's like, yeah, he would just drive by and mean mug us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean mug us. Please welcome back from her international tour, Mean Mug. Um, but I was like, I know about a Mean Mug. I ride the A train every day. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but apparently he was staring them down and like trying to irk them. Yeah. Even the neighborhood was like, yeah, Herbert, that's a mean old man. To which I'd say, if I had been called Pee Wee my whole life, I'd be a mean old man too. <laughs> so something that Jerry liked to do was fix up cars. And Herbert didn't like that because they shared a driveway. So one day Herbert goes out to Jerry and said the fumes from the car were smoking into his house. And then out of nowhere, Herbert slash Pee Wee was like, I'll call the cops. And Jerry was like, wait, what? This is also my drive. What's going on? Like, he was so caught off guard. I don't understand why people come out the gate so hot. Yeah. You gotta live next door to these motherfuckers. So you may as well just come out and be like, hey, friend, do you mind not doing this in the driveway? Because, listen, those hot rods, the ones from the 70s, they give off all kinds of fumes. Maybe the fumes were going in your house. But if you come out and scream in somebody's face, they're gonna be like... Get the fuck off my property. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, I mean, okay, call the cops. And then Robin was like, you know what? Stop working on the car. Let's just, you know, come inside. Let's not make a to-do out of this. I just told my husband, just don't park it there no more. To keep the peace, my husband will move the vehicle. No, no, Jerry, no. Jeez, what now? My husband was getting frustrated because if we parked in our backyard... He would say that all of that property over there was his too. So now the Wilsons are getting 
really annoyed yeah. because they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. And and Jerry is described as an easygoing guy, but at this point, he's kind of had it. Yeah, he was like, this isn't your property. Now, at this point, Herbert's got this magical deed that he's like waving in the air. Yeah, and the deed was from the 70s. He believed that their parcel and the Wilson's parcel was his own, which begs the question, what's a parcel? Yeah. <laughs> property. I don't, I don't know to her. They, they basically were like, neighbor Herbert was like, your house was built on my property. Got it. And Robin was like, okay, baby, we're going to go check our deed. Right. So Robin is like, we have our deed, but what if this crazy man is telling the truth? What if there's something to him? So Robin does the responsible thing. She takes her deed down to City Hall and she gets to City Hall and she's like, this is my address. When I gave her the address and she was like, oh my God, I don't know how you live next door to this man because he's down here all the time. Robin learns that Herbert's belief he owns both properties was born long before she and Jerry moved in. And I laughed so hard because oh when she said that, that literally, apparently, Herbert's reputation precedes him. Oh, because yes. even the city hall clerk was like, oh, you live at uh, 666 What the Fuck Street? I don't know how you live next to Satan, a.k.a. Pee Wee, a.k.a. Herbert the Monster. Apparently, Herbert is down there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She was like, this woman was like, where do you live? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> She just, she was like, okay. So that day, Robin learned that Herbert, over the years, has been in and out of City Hall regarding this property. He had an issue with the previous owners, right. and the down bitch at City Hall was like, all right, let me break this down for you. Right. She's like, like she, she like takes a swig of like her secret stash in her drawer. She's like, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Your property is your house. Right. It is your house, and it is exactly what is behind you. Right. You have legal access to all of that. Basically, she said, you're right, and he's wrong. However, she was like, Molly, you're in danger. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, she had seen this play before. Honey, the Wilsons unknowingly inherited years of frustration oh. and delusion. And I'm sure they were like, maybe Breckenridge isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mama, Mama, you can always come to Portland, Maine. Oh, God, Sharon. I'm just saying it's lovely this time of year. Lobsters everywhere. Who's this guy? Who are you? Oh, hi, Sharon Bagabones. Oh, uh, did you kill Loudmouth? He don't go here no more. Could you kill the other Loudmouth? Sharon! <laughs> what? I'm just saying! Don't you have a Dodge Dart to attend to? Anyway! Thank you very much. They had a deed that conveyed to them exactly their property as they believed it was. Our deed's right, and he's been saying it isn't for years. Without realizing it, the Wilsons have moved right into the middle of a toxic and time-honored land feud. So it turns out that Herbert is wrong. The Wilsons' property runs parallel to the Snipes' property, and they have legal access through the alley at the back of the property. So it's all in writing. It's all in writing. So Robin goes home to Jerry and tells him what she learned at City Hall, and she's like, we're good with our property, but he's, you know, the court doesn't quite reach the outlet. You know, it's... Yes. Yeah. So Herbert was fixated, and each day he becomes more and more convinced that the Wilsons' deed is wrong. Yeah. So Jerry and Robin and we're like, 
I mean, here's the deed, babe. And Herbo was like, I don't care. And Jerry was like, we went to City Hall. The property is exactly what it says. This is your property. This is ours. And Herbo goes, because you stole it. And I was like, what? I mean, who's got the time for this type of mental gymnastics? Sir, you are retired. Enjoy <laughs> your golden years eating shrimp and going for walks and hanging with your friends. <laughs> Take a nap. Seriously. So the Wilsons are really wanting to put this behind them, right? But Jerry was getting so frustrated. Now, this is when we learned that Jerry was a retired military man. And, you know, like not the kind of guy to back down. Sure. So he wasn't really threatened by Herbert, but Herbert was threatened by Jerry. And he was like, get the fuck off my property. Yeah. He keeps going. Going it further and further. He's like, not only are you in my house, the people before you stole it, everybody stole it. So Herbert takes matters into his own hands. He calls the city surveyor to map out the boundaries. The city would measure where the property ended and where it began and over and over and over. Everything's accurate. The surveyor's appraisal exactly matches the Wilson's deed. We were never, ever on his property at all. And the city was like, all right, Herbert, let me see your deed. And then, you know, Jerry and Robin, let me see your deed. And the surveyor measures everything. And, you know, they had just been down to City Hall. And the city guy was like, no, this is all right. Right. This is your house and that's their house. And then Herbert can absolutely not be wrong. No, he cannot accept it. To which I say, baby... Call your therapist. Better help is just a phone call away because you are not (laughs) dealing with reality. But, I mean, he just kept saying it and he would not accept the answer from anyone. And if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. That's the the law of propaganda, I mean, definitely according to your exes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Wilsons try to carry on with their lives. Robin and Jerry just wanted to be left alone. They lived in a, a house that, of course, Robin loved fell in love with. They just wanted to live and let live. They didn't want to be bothered with it. But everything they do incites more rage from Herbert. The Wilsons are like, look, we're just going to keep going forward. Because Robin and Jerry loved their home. They just wanted to enjoy their retirement. But Herbert would watch them working on their yard through the window and continue to make these crazy claims that the property was his. Now, his obsession started to take its toll on his marriage. Because Mary was like, girl, can we discuss anything else? Turns out, they can't. No, he talked about it to his wife incessantly and it affected everything. And poor Mary was like, dude, the past called. They wanted to let you know to get the fuck over it. (laughs) Poor Mary was like, stop. Yeah, she was like, I'm out. Good luck with your project. I cannot. Yeah, and so she didn't want it. So years pass, years, and this keeps going on, and Mary leaves. Yeah, which is scary because Mary was probably the only buffer between the Wilsons and the Snipes. Sure. I was just so happy when they said she left because these old-ass, rude, disrespectful men, right, because they're all of older, of like a different generation. They're all walking up here with their half-court hairlines thinking these women owe them some kind of respect, (laughs) taking their bullshit trauma baggage. I got two words for you. I think the fuck not, you trick-ass bitch. Those are two words. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hello, choices meet consequences. Did I tell you all to pull over? (laughs) Did I say that at the beginning? (laughs) Sorry. If you didn't pull over, that's on me. Send any of your car bills to Patricia at the office. He'll take care of them. Anyway, go off, Mary. That's when he just started acting really, really erratic. When she left, he just went full speed ahead. Armed with a new theory about who appropriated his property, Herbert's calls to the city become relentless. I'll stop calling you 
when you tell me why you let the Wilsons steal my property. So now Herbert has a new idea as to how his property was appropriated from him, and he begins to call the city incessantly. I mean, Herbert believes the city illegally sold oh his property to the Wilsons and the previous owners, and they were like, girl, we can't help you call your therapist. <laughs> Everyone at the city kept saying over and over again, you don't own the Wilsons' property. No. Two plus two cannot be five. Then he goes, you're all in on it. You're all trying to steal my property. Yeah, okay. This Girl, it's, this starts to turn dark. Very dark. Girl, yeah. Nobody's thinking about you. So Robin's mother comes for a visit. <laughs> and honey, the mere sight of her just pisses Herbert off. He was like, I don't like this bitch. <laughs> so the Wilson spent a lot of time on their porch with Robin's mom and Herbert would just come out there and stare at them. Yeah. How creepy. So Herbert was like, I'm going to call the police. Like, like for funsies? For what? Like, So the police show up and he again was complaining about the deed and the cars behind the house. So Officer Tommy shows up and Herbert takes the police to the back and the police were like, it's a city issue. Call the city. Cannot help you, boo. How many more times we gotta tell you? So now Herbert is super frustrated and he believes there's a conspiracy against him to steal the land. And this is where the tinfoil hat comes out. <laughs> I was like, baby. Poor baby. Yeah. Every morning at 6.30 we would get up in the morning and walk the dogs. Jerry had two pit bulls and Herbert was somewhat afraid of them. Robin tells us that every morning the Wilsons get up at 6.30 a.m. to walk their dogs. Yeah. 6.30 a.m., which, Jesus Christ, if you wake me up at 6.30 a.m., somebody better be dead or the house better be on fire. Because if it isn't one of those things, we're going to fight. And my goal will be to hurt you because there is no reason to get up at 6.30 a.m. Just a slight difference of you and Patricia. I'm just going to really quickly go to a text. Today, remember, was the day that Joey's first episode dropped. Oh, here we dropped. go. Here- First day his episode dropped, I texted him at 7.40. Hey, lovey, you awake? 8.26. Text me when you wake up. 10.43. Joseph, are you still asleep? Then he calls me at, hold on, I don't want to lie here. He called me at. Shut up. Shut up. Don't say it. 11.29. (laughs) What are you, a vampire? I have a new boyfriend. Oh, okay. Boyfriend? That's a big word for Elmo. (laughs) Anyway. So Robin wants to go down to the authorities and get some kind of protective order. And Jerry was like, no, no, he's an old man. He's not going to do anything. And Robin says, you know, since Jerry was a military man, like he just, you know, he just was like, that old man didn't scare him at all. And Robin was like, he's dangerous. They never saw a fry thy neighbor. No. Because if that's one, th- if there's one thing we've learned is that trying to handle this shit yourself seldomly works out. Really but Robin does. has convinced Herbert could potentially be dangerous and I mean, yeah, Robin. Yeah. Now we learn that Jerry has two guns, which is fine. Virginia's an open carry state, and he's a responsible gun owner. And Robin wants us to know he was a sharpshooter. Honey, they call him, that's my new grinder username. Are you a sharpshooter? Not really. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Herbert Snipes claimed that uh, Jerry Wilson carried and handled guns frequently around him. He claimed that Wilson was uh, threatening to him and trying to intimidate him. Herbert also says that Jerry would taunt him with his guns. Like he would sit on his porch and clean his guns. And then we get this 
actor who's playing Herbert, and he just, it looks like the director was like, can you go to the window and just growl? He's like, Grr. He's like, yeah, like that. From the window, a little more teeth. Yeah. Grr. Yes. Yeah, that's what, save it. That's a wrap. See you at Panera. Yeah. <laughs> that's some Juilliard training right now. So Herbert is like, well, shit, two of us can play at this game, and he has a 22 caliber long rifle that he kept at the front door. Yeah. So during this time, Herbert's family had offered for him to come stay with them. And he said no. Now I'm going to get back to that in a minute. But the reason he said that was he was afraid to leave his house because he said the city was going to take his property from him. This is where the line between persistence and stubbornness, like it's kind of like, you know, gray. Like there are things that you should be stubborn about in life, but he was like relentless. Yeah. He would not give up. Like it's it's totally fine to, you know, be stubborn to have strong beliefs about things, but the pride goeth before the fall. It does. And I think that that- Do you know what that's from, Joseph? The Bible. What? 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 The Bible? What book? Come on, minister's kid. The pride goeth before the fall. Oh, honey, I left that shit far behind me. I couldn't, who? Uh, 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 yes, uh, Corinthians. No. <laughs> uh, the Psalms. <laughs> Um, uh, Proverbs. Oh, wow. You didn't know that. Anyway. Do you know in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, where it says, I don't give a fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's the new King James version. (laughs) So, okay. So obviously this man's pride paired with his mental health issues. He just could not accept reality. Now, there's one person he did forget to reach out to. One person. And this is someone who could definitely help. And that person is your best friend, My best friend. President Barack Obama. I mean, I call him B. Do you? Yeah. What does he call you? What? I don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? My bestie wrote back to him. He sure did. The response to his letter to Obama was, uh, this is a local matter. Yes. Yes. While others would consider this a setback, Herbert sees Washington's reply as proof his cause is just. Uh, you know, Barack was like, you know what? I've been- Can we hold off on our bin Laden search? Let's just table that for a second. There's a man in Danville that needs our help. But you know what shocked me? What? The White House responded. And they said, take it up with your city! <laughs> so this is where we begin to understand even the more complex level of his mental illness because he's excited about this letter. So in his mind, he's thinking, well, Barack is telling me to take it further and go back to the city. Again. Honey, this is a case of the glass is half full. Because yeah. he, most people would be like, oh, well, that's the last straw. And he's like, no, the White House is on my side. Yeah, so he's basically like Norm from Cheers at City Hall in this point. And they're like, <laughs> okay. And he brought Barack's letter and he's like, see, even Barack Obama told me to come talk to you guys. And City Hall was like, get out. Oh, uh, Susie Chickenbomb, who works the front desk, <laughs> sees him come and is like, no, yeah. get out. <laughs> We got nothing. Sick of your shit. Got nothing for you. So he calls the cops about the Barack letter. And Officer Tommy shows up again. And he was like, this has nothing to do with the cops. But now he's going to next level it because you have to keep striving in life. Absolutely. You have to keep dreaming bigger. You're a dreamer. That's what you do. Yeah, but was it that right? <laughs> so now he claims he owns the whole block. Yeah, honey. And the cops are like, Okay, Herbert, call City Hall. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing Obama can do. Call City Hall. I I wonder if this man had was dealing with like dementia. There's somebody needed to intervene. Yeah. I don't know who it was, but the Wilsons are like, okay, this man is unwell and needs help. You're 
nuts! Wacko, woohoo! Stop it! Get off my block! The madness pushes Herbert's neighbor to the edge. You belong in a loony bin. Mr. Wilson, that's enough. Herbert's niece did say that she witnessed Jerry Wilson being somewhat bullying towards uh, Herbert. When will people learn not to bully and bother someone who might be experiencing a mental break? It will not bode well for you in the end. Right, but is it bullying when somebody has been harassing you and antagonizing you for years? Like, Jerry was just kind of like at the end of his rope. Like, you know, what is he supposed to do? Keep taking the high road? You know my feelings on the high road. At some point, he's going to be like, fuck off, crazy. Like, that's not a nice thing to say, but what else is he supposed to do? I know, I just feel like... If you know somebody is that unwell and you're like, this man has nothing to lose. Yeah. I'm not going to egg it on and and err on the side of chance. I'm going to be like, good night and walk away. Yeah. One night, Jerry decides to have friends over and they're hanging out on the front porch and they're drinking and having fun. And Herbert sees this and is like, ah, sweet revenge. So out of the blue, the police show up. And they ambush them saying, where are the guns? Where are the guns? So Jerry like puts his hand in, you know, obviously Jerry's military. He is not messing around. He's like, hands in the air. There's no guns. The cop frisks him. They frisk his friends. And the police... Police say that your neighbor says you're out here with your guns. Girl, that's terrifying. Yeah. For the Wilsons to see police uh, swarming around their property, that that had to have been pretty scary, pretty overwhelming. And now, the Wilsons are seriously considering cutting their losses. We wanted to move to the country. I mean, isn't Danville, Virginia, the country <laughs> compared to New York? Apparently, it's not country enough. I know. But like. That could take months. Sure. And it was their dream home. It was. It's so sad. So Herbert's family now notices the house was sort of disheveled. It was dirty. It was run down. Everything was sort of deteriorating. There was like, you know, food in the refrigerator going off. It was just like a kind of like hoarder's situation. They've been expired for years. I know. So his niece was trying to help. And then it just gets crazier. Herbert says the government is trying to use satellites to shrink his property. Now, again. I'm not blaming the family. But when does the niece go to her mother, who's probably Herbert's sister, and say, we need to get Uncle Herbert a psych eval. We need to get him taken care of. He is not well. He has dementia. Who knows what he has? Yeah. But come on. Nobody is helping this man. Yeah, nobody. I mean, obviously, it's it's really, really sad. And obviously, nobody helps him because the niece is finally like, I can't help you anymore. And he becomes super isolated. Yeah. And so then he focuses his energy on local city officials. And again, like, no one can help him. So now we have a desperate man with nothing to lose. Again, I've said it over and over again. That is a terrifying combination, especially if you're on the receiving end of that kind yeah. of anger and you have desperate. a lot to lose. And he was lonely. Yes. He didn't have any, and he had time on his hands. Yeah. All of those things add up to just bad news. So he kept calling the authorities because they're paid to listen to you. Right. Like that's what they have to do. Yeah. The Wilsons are being pushed out of the home they love, but Jerry won't go down without a fight. Yo, Pee-wee! Is that your mom calling? Huh? <laughs> Is that your mom calling, Pee-wee? Go to hell, Wilson! Uh, 
You little shrimp. Shut up, Wilson! So Jerry and Robin, poor souls, like feel like they're getting pushed out. And Herbert insisted that Jerry kept pick, pick, picking at him, harassing him. And they set up this scenario where Jerry's sort of countering around him, telling like, oh, Pee-wee, call your mom yeah. and tell her your problems. And this is according to Herbert. Right. Now, just a swift reminder that Virginia is an open carry state, right. which makes me very nervous. And apparently Jerry took this opportunity, according to Herbert, to flash his gun as a don't fuck with me anymore, Herbert, type of moment. Yeah. So they kind of had this altercation. So there we are. Herbert's back at Silly silly Hall. Yo, silly! <laughs> is this the Hall of Silly? Is this the Silly Hall? <laughs> this is Silly Hall. City Hall's across the street. <laughs> and it's like, do, 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 do. Oh, fuck, I went to Silly Hall again. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll hang out here before I go get my tags. Hey, what's going on? Silly Hall is what I'm going to nickname your vagina. Welcome to Silly Hall. What do you want? (laughs) What'd you do today? Uh, I went to the post office, grocery store. You know what? I swear by Silly Hall. It's really fun there, actually. Turns out it's tremendously silly. I hate you so much. (laughs) So everyone involved is playing with fire. Everyone at City Hall is like two words. Get help. I mean, truly, y'all are playing with fire and you're going to lose more than an eyebrow if you keep fucking around with the flames. So now Herbert's rage has deepened and he shows up at City Hall again. And they're like, sir, we are sick of you and your shit. You don't own the Wilson shit. You smell like shit. Go home. (laughs) I know. They pretty much told him that there was nothing they could do to help him, that's when he said, What happens if I just kill him? That comment made the secretary very uncomfortable, and they asked him to leave. Girl. So, two things. Officer Tommy refers to her as secretary. Officer Tommy, we don't call women secretaries around these parts. And Tuli, it made her uncomfortable. This man is unstable, erratic. He's intimidating. He's aggravating. He is not well. And now he's threatening murder and you're uncomfortable? So this is the point where I'm like, does nobody want to take him into custody or get him a psych evaluation? I get that that's probably above this person's pay grade to like deal. They're not responsible for this man, but maybe a person who like thinks he has this magical property that takes up most of Danville, Virginia, like should be taken seriously when he threatens violence? I mean, absolutely. And the co- he's like, it wasn't a direct threat, just some sort of idle threat. I'm like, sir, you dropped the ball. Or at least someone dropped the ball. And I'm here to tell you, roses are red, violets are blue. I got a question. What the fuck is wrong with you? Because that was a threat. <laughs> I mean, there's this man. He thinks he's BFF with Obama and he thinks that there are satellites watching him. So then Officer Tommy was like, it was an idle threat. And I was like, when does an idle threat become a real threat? Especially given his history that you know about. Yeah. Herbert was convinced that Jerry Wilson was firing his guns in the alleyway next to his home. My husband got tired of being harassed, but it wasn't my husband. My husband knows the law. You do not do that with a firearm in the city limits. Now we move on, and and Herbert is convinced that Jerry is firing a gun in his driveway to antagonize him. Right. And Robin is here to remind us that Jerry was no dummy. He knew the laws and would never 
do something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, he was a military person. He would never do anything illegal. So it's July 26, 2017. And I'm nervous. Yeah. The Wilsons are up doing their little routine, their ritual. They get up. They call, cut, they call the grass. Hey, grass. What is wrong with me? <laughs> hey, hey, grass. Hey, what are you doing, grass? <laughs> Nothing much. Anyway, what is wrong with my brains? I love it. I love your brains. And it's an average day, so Herbert's going to call the police. Yeah. Because it's a usual day. So he makes the police walk the property. And the police are like, it's a city hall issue! Poor police. So that morning, Robin goes out to run her errands. And that same morning, Herbert went to the mayor's office. Girl. And the mayor is like, it's not a surprising twist that the mayor is like, we can't help you. Yeah. So he, he returns home and allegedly Jerry was standing in front of his sidewalk laughing at him and antagonizing saying you're crazy and then finally herbert said he had had enough and i was like oh you've had enough bro okay (laughs) and now this is when we hear from a police officer who says you know i didn't see this coming but we got a report of a shooting sir i don't understand how did you get this job yes did you smoke your breakfast lunch and dinner you didn't see this coming sir might i suggest some glasses and a true crime podcast because you're dumb we get a call of a shooting on Cabell Street. What's Me being about five, four or five blocks away, I immediately respond. The officer responds. He pulls up to Herbert and is like, put your hands up. What happened? And he goes, I shot Jerry Wilson. Girl. And Officer Tommy is here to tell us there was no emotion. Yeah. He was calm. And then he points the officers to his gun. The gun was leaning up against the door in the hallway. And just, that was it. Yeah. And now they go to the Wilson's house and the glass door has been shot through. And there's glass everywhere. Right. That They peek their head in and they find Jerry on the floor, unresponsive. And the paramedics try to revive him. But while this is happening, Herbert tells the cops his version of the story. Right. And he attests that Jerry was laughing in his face and calling him names and antagonizing him, all from the man who thinks Barack Obama is his BFF. Right. And he saw Jerry go into the house and he assumed Jerry was going to get a gun. So Herbert says that even though he didn't have a gun, he had to shoot him in self-defense. Yeah. He shoots Jerry and the bullet goes through his right lung, then his right aorta coming out of his heart and then into his left lung out of his back and through the storm door. And sadly, I don't want to say it. I know. It's so, yeah, he passed almost instantly, which is good that he wasn't in pain. Yes. But he passed just right at the door of his dream home and Robin came home and she said, oh, I have chills. I know. And she said all she can remember is she fell to the ground. And, you know, and and what what do you say to that? What do you say? What do you do? So Herbert was charged with first degree murder and possession of a firearm and his trial was one year later and he had a psych eval. (laughs) Finally! I mean, really? Took you long enough. But a judge does find Herbert fit to stand trial. Well, because he knew it was wrong. Oh, he knew. He knew killing someone was against the law. Oh, he said that. He knew at every point what he was doing. But then he says he was acting in self-defense. Yeah. But there's no proof of that because Jerry didn't have a gun on him. Yeah. He was just trying to get inside the house. Yeah. We hear a statement from Herbert Snipes' lawyer that it was self-defense. And I was like, really? You're going to 
go with the self You just didn't want him to plead guilty? Sure. Gross. And then remember all the cops and all the city officials and all the city hall employees? Well, all those people testified against Herbert Snipes. Honey, they all lined up. They said, I got something to say. Especially old Debbie Scooter Snatch. Uh, thank you, Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> who was like, yeah, that man literally said, what if I kill him? You know, so the jury was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's some shit. Yeah. And then the cops asked him where he was aiming and Herbert was like, his head. I mean. So they were like, baby, that's murder. Yeah. Not it, self-defense. It's also premeditated. So he was found guilty and sentenced to 20 years for manslaughter and three years for the illegal use of a firearm. 20 Three years for first-degree murder? What the fuck is up in the state of Virginia? How about a little less time handing out fucking speeding tickets and a little more time worrying about your people taking other people's life? Foxtrot Oscar, Virginia! You guys, I wish you could see Ellen's eyes right now. Oh, my God. You do. You know what? Virginia, you go sit in the corner with fucking Florida and Texas, okay? I mean, Think about what you did. Think about what you did. And when you've come down, you can come back and talk to the rest of us. 23 years? Yeah. Go to your room, Virginia. You're uh, punished. And Robin still lives in her dream home. Robin, we love you. We are so sorry for your loss. Yeah, it's it's just sad. And Robin is the real victim here. Yeah. She, you know, she just wanted her dream home and she lost her husband because of it. We love you, Robin. Yeah. Say something funny. When are we visiting Silly Hall? <laughs> 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 about that roller coaster. Are you exhausted? Do you need a Xanax and a nap? <laughs> Silly hole. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you can join us in the drama club. We have a blast over there. We're doing something very special, very new. We are doing your true crime hot takes on the next episode. So people have sent us their voice memos of their secret hot takes, like on true crime, their scandalous hot takes, and we're going to talk about it. But the Drama Club is where we do what you tell us. Yeah, and let me tell you, we're not going to judge your hot takes. We're judging your hot takes. They're anonymous. (laughs) They're mostly anonymous. We don't know who you are. We will find out. (laughs) We love you. We hope you enjoyed that bonus episode. Please have a wonderful, is it a break? Is it a spring break? I don't know. Is it March? Who 